0: Hundreds of pages, thousands of words,
1: millions of letters. Welcome to the Conja Book Club. The price of admission? $50,000. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 17 of the Conja Book Club, a weekly teeny podcast where we intentionally experience Star Wars books together with our incredible community. I'm one of your hosts, Timothy Guthrie, and I am here with a man who loves his alligators, Patrick McIntosh. How you doing, bud?
0: I'm doing crikey.
1: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Good.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm off the walls already. <laughs> I had to play
1: off sits here with us would you care to elaborate on what just happened
2: my friend patrick is channeling a little bit of the steve Irwin as he drinks he's a nice wine Yep,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's a mix of steve Irwin and the louisiana
2: it's yeah, just it's, it's the tra- american remake on nbc <laughs> <laughs> crocodile
1: dundee gator dundee which is strangely going to make it into seven seasons even though no one watches it anymore (laughs) (laughs) dude chris i was obsessed with steve Irwin for the longest time the absolute longest time
0: wait timothy were you the one who came home from school and you had a cheap choice between steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter show or like cartoons in most of the days you had to pick the you know the crocodile hunter experiences
1: well, see, what usually happens is I come home from school and I get the Around the Horn and Pardon the Interruption on ESPN done, and then once that's finished, then I had uh, Steve Irwin on DVR, so I'd flip over and watch it. Once it was finished, then I'd do dinner and I'd do homework the rest of the night.
0: There you go. That's a I had place. it. I
1: had it on lock. Had There's it on lock. A
0: man, what a plan right there.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, hello to all of our friends in the chat. We got Alexander and Chris. I'm glad you guys are here with us. And for those of you that are listening to us on Patreon, so glad that you're here as well. I know that not everyone can make the live chat. If you are new to the show, welcome. We are here in Discord live every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern. And our episodes hit the Patreon feeds every Tuesday around midnight. If you'd like more info on either of those platforms, let us know. For those of you who aren't able to catch us live, Feel free. Shoot us some comments. Uh, let us know some things you thought about what, you're, what we're reading. If you want to point out things that we did horribly wrong, you want to talk about how, uh, I don't know, Mace Windu might be the best character in all of Star Wars. Go for it. We'll we'll argue you, but you can do what you want. Uh, send us a message. We'll get your thoughts on the air one way or another. Adam, would you like to give us some updates on the Discord front?
2: Yeah, it's only a quick update. Yeah. Uh most of you might have seen an announcement a few days ago because I tag everyone because I'm that guy and I can, (laughs) Uh, that if you're comfortable in doing so, you can head to self-assigned roles in our Uteni introduction category and select your gender pronoun. Um, we have had a bunch of members already jump in there and do it. It is not compulsory by any means. Um, if, so if you do feel comfortable in doing so, jump in there and simply click on the emoji associated with that gender pronoun and it will pop up as a role for your profile in the server. So it's been there yeah. for a few days. It's going to stay there as long as the server exists. Like I said, don't have to, but if you do want to, it's ready to go.
1: That's one of those things you can just click on a user's profile and it'll pop up along with any of the other associations they have like uh, whether they play Xbox or PlayStation or you know if they're a particular patrons here like it all shows up right in that same thing, right?
2: It does. Yes, it will it will show up in everyone's profile as a purple roll so it can't be missed. Oh, that's
1: awesome. So cool to see that come around. It just makes things nice, makes things easy, you avoid any any possible awkwardness. Um you just Figure out what you do and go
2: with it. It's yes. cool. Yep. Really like it. You know, we preach inclusiveness and positivity. And this is just another step in that direction. And that we, anyone is welcome to join the Utini family.
1: Yep. That is awesome. 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 Cool. On the Patreon front, um, we've got a lot of cool stuff going on. I mean, a whole bunch of shows. Um, we've got uh, two new episodes of Star Wars Archives uh, coming out, or one new episode of Star Wars Archives coming out tomorrow night, I believe which will be Sunday. So if you're listening to this on Patreon, you should already have it. And also, I believe that Calf will be releasing an episode um, here within this next week as well. So make sure to stay tuned to that. Um, we do have annual memberships now. I can't remember if I mentioned that last week or not, if I had pulled the trigger on that, but we already have five patrons who um, are contributing to us on an annual basis now, which is really awesome. So you can go in and you can still set it up to do one month um, at a time if you'd like um, at any of our tiers 5, 10, 30, and 50. Um, or you can set up and pay for all of it at once, um, do an annual membership and Um, If you do that, you get two months off for free, which is really cool. So really great deal. You can do that at any particular tier. Uh, Highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, We got a lot of great content that comes there all the time. Um, Let's talk about our next books, guys. So uh, this week we are covering Age of Republic villains. Next week we're talking the Age of Republic heroes and the special That includes a couple of smaller short stories. January, we are doing Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule. Super excited for that.
0: Do what? Oh, that was the the hype music.
1: Sorry. I got you, I got you, I got you. (laughs) Um, My bad. You're good. I was like, I I hear a noise, but I couldn't make it out all the way. Uh, And then in February, we just released a Patreon poll about 20 minutes ago, if you're listening to this live. Um, we're going to announce the book that wins next week. But here are your three options. So we have Darth Bane, Path of Destruction, as per Patrick's choice. And then our lovely community decided that they wanted two books. They tied. So Adam and I decided to split the difference. We're going to pick one apiece. I am doing Lords of the Sith. And Adam is doing Heir to the Empire. Um, Patrick, let's start with you. Why do you want Darth Bane Path of Destruction to win? Why should it? Why should it win?
0: Because Path of Destruction. I know it's a Legends book, but the concept and the knowledge from it sets the basis for how everything operates from the prequels to the sequels
1: and the originals. It's nice, pretty clear, clean yeah. cut. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can, I can dig it. Um. For me, Lords of the Sith, it is a classic tale. I think it is a neat, uh, a neat perspective on Vader and Palpatine stranded and just trying to figure out how that relationship works. I've read it once. It is really cool. It is really um, it's not as dark necessarily as uh, Bane, but at least well, that's from what I can fun. remember. Uh, but there's a lot of just rampaging and Darth Vader just doing his thing and Sidious being manipulating and you get some little hints at what Anakin may be like still underneath the helmet. Uh, It's good. I really want to read that one again. Uh, It's probably a lousy pitch for it, but there's that Adam tell the good people why we should read heir to the empire.
2: You both had some very good reasons. And my reason is that, you know, it's just the best pick you guys are wrong and I'm right. And that's, that's it. That's us <laughs> just get this over and done with. <laughs> also, like, right. I, um, like, just in case anyone listening to the episode live or the recording later in the week, like, it only takes me like two to three seconds to ban someone from the server community. Like, not very long, like, just a right click here and there. So I was just throwing it out there. I was just thinking about it for absolutely no reason. (laughs) So, so for those of you listening, if, if you are on Discord and you do not vote
1: for Heir to the Empire on Patreon. Adam is saying that he will ban you. No, no, this is this is the this is the ruthlessness (laughs) that is exemplified by Grand Admiral Thrawn himself in *Heir to the Empire*.
2: You are a madman. I, I never said that I'd ban anyone. I was just. Making conversation. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying we should
0: go with whose soccer team won today. Mine won three to one, and Adams uh, they tied. So so far I'm in the lead.
1: And my team plays tomorrow, so we'll figure that out then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say at least. I will say it is nice that this poll has only been out for 23 minutes, but we already have nine votes. So uh, here's a a very quick Saturday at 4.23 for you. Heir to the Empire is currently in the lead with four votes. Lords of the Sith has three votes and Darth (laughs) Bane Path of Destruction has
2: two votes. So, And and for me as well, uh, like a real reason amongst many others is that I've read the first two your choices. I'd love to finally sit down and read out of the empire. There's a particular someone that keeps poking me to read it. And I, yeah. and the whole community loves it as well. So I think that it's definitely something that needs to happen. We've had a lot of throw in love recently.
1: We have. Um and legends looks, but legends look back just wrapped up their, their three book round table series on it. Yeah. Um, which shout out to Cheryl doing a fantastic job on there. Mm. Uh, but now that it's, it, you can't go wrong community patrons you can't you can't go wrong um unless you're adam and i think you should probably choose what what you think you ought to
2: choose no, no so. I, I didn't threaten anyone you keep putting words in my mouth timothy <laughs> all right <laughs> before this friendship deteriorates completely
1: <laughs> um, let's talk about age of republic villains uh, let's first kind of give an introduction to this whole thing so the Age of Republic uh, was part of this really cool Age of initiative uh, put out by Marvel um, and Lucasfilm. It ran from December of 2018 to about March of 2019. So this is within the last year or two. Um, it was really cool because we got to see some definitive kind of markers of how Star Wars kind of labels where things fit. And now we get the High Republic, which is going to be a whole nother thing, which is cool that we get to, to delve into. But the whole thing is written by Jody Hauser. She also wrote the comic adaptations of Rogue One and Thrawn, which I definitely recommend checking out. Um, and by Thrawn, I mean the very first uh, Thrawn book in the new canon. Um, really, really cool getting to see some of that uh, visualized. Um, she's also done some Marvel and DC Comics work. Um, she did Supergirl for DC and the amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows uh, for Marvel, which is one of the only amazing spider-man runs i think i've read and i loved everything about it so i highly recommend checking it out uh, i want to shout out some of the artists um, that are part of this because we're doing comics and this is different for us very first time uh but gotta shout out everybody on the project and i'm sure that i'll probably miss a handful but um, for some of our pencilers and inkers, we got luke ross and Corey smith on this and the covers were done by um, paulo rivera which are beautiful um travis landham covered the lettering uh Java Tartaglia, I'm going to brutalize that. He did the coloring. Great job. And uh, uh, Mark Penichia was the editor. Um, so it's it's really cool to, to see how all these little one shots kind of came together. They span 32 BBY to 22 BBY. So firmly set in the prequels, um, Republic range. And in terms of community rating, we don't really have much of one. Um, Our comics, I don't feel like are touched often on the site. So for those of you that are listening, definitely head over to the site after reading these and throw up some reviews on it. Um, We've as a staff have rated a seven point eight. It's good. Um, And I think that's pretty fair. Um, You know, it's no Charles Soule Darth Vader runs by any means, but uh, we get some cool glimpses into some character profiles and such. So. Um, guys, any opening thoughts, comments, uh, you want to, you
2: want to say before we get into it? No, nothing. No, I'm just really excited to do something different on the show. Jump into some comics and you're right. Like it's, there's so much more than just the writer. There's like a whole team that makes this happen. So it's always lovely to see a shout out to the artists, to the the stencilers and everyone else that just has their hand in its creation. Especially now, especially in the pandemic days. Cause I understand that comics and especially your local comic shops were hit hard and still being hit hard, especially in, in, in the Northern hemisphere. Wear a mask.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please, please wear a mask. Yeah. It's really cool to give some shout outs to to them because yeah, it is really hard. And with the delay, I mean, we were pushed, everything was pushed back for so many months. Um, And even if you can only buy them digitally, Um, I think it's still worthwhile. You know, they'll still get a cut of their work and a highly, highly worth it. Patrick, anything you want to throw in before we get going? Uh, no,
0: not really. Um, just want to say, I really did love the artwork on this and just, I love how they weaved in the thoughts of each character between the dialogue. Um, I just gave it a little more depth and context and, I very much enjoy the Age of the Republic comics. Hence, why I picked them and won the last poll.
1: Just we are we are out. here because of you. We are here because of Patrick. I'm sorry I did not make that abundantly clear at the <laughs> beginning. We are here because of the legend Patrick
2: McIntosh.
0: See, so, I just do you just <laughs> if you see me in the zoo, you see the princess wave, yeah, the royalty wave right there.
2: Yeah. Do you notice that our our wonderful co-host Patrick will always shout out when he wins the poll but when we win we have to remind him
0: <laughs> right i just got my one victory this is the one victory i got the one.
1: wait wait don't don't you don't you have an honorary second from our from our very first from Revenge of the Sith didn't didn't we credit you with that so don't you dare throw shade on me <laughs> unanimous choice i'm just saying you can't no. If you don't don't let Adam drive a wedge between us.
0: (laughs) I'm just saying if you whip out Revenge of the Sith, no one's gonna like vote against that. Like no one's everyone's just gonna be like Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we should go
2: with it. You didn't have to remind me, Patrick. I remembered and I appreciate you. (laughs) Look at the bow, Adam. Thank you, sir. all
1: right
2: Let's quit this. Um
1: we're going to go straight into all of it. Uh spoiler stuff from here this is different because they're all kind of one shots so the way that i'm going to kind of do it is we're going to cover each issue on its own since they are so different um so i'm going to read through basically a brief summary of what happened uh, the story itself and then kind of ask some questions about it and then we'll move on to the next story so here's an overall spoiler alert we're going to get into darth maul the story is called ash and here we go on the lower levels of Coruscant. Uh, there is a drug deal going down. The Katis cartel is looking for some Scarn, which is pre-spice. There's a shadowy figure named Zek Pero, and a masked being shows up. The masked one is Maul. We learn that he's building his own network on Coruscant, um, operating under the name of a Padawan he recently killed, which is just brutal. He can't hunt other Jedi because Palpatine tells him no, um, so he makes do with what he can. As the speeders arrive for the Scarn deal, Maul jumps down to put a beat down on the whole posse. Zek Payro, we find out, is force sensitive, uh, and it's a Maul kind of thinks about the fact that it's a failure of the Jedi that they missed adding him to their ranks. Um, Maul ends up killing him. He force throws a sheet of metal into his chest in a very brutal fashion, uh, and then he goes and speaks to Sidious. Uh, the death of Zek is not satisfying to Maul. He doesn't want to be patient. He just wants to go and brutalize Jedi. Um, they return to Malachor, which is really cool. Last scene in Star Wars Rebels. Um, Sidious says that uh, what we saw there, like all the ashen people, the destruction, Sidious claims it was caused by the Jedi. Um, Maul then does this really weird thing where he inhales some ash and Sidious is like, let's see what the dark side has to show you. I mean, it shows him himself as a Jedi, saving a kid from this great beast and then enjoying a meal with this family. Um, And then turn of events, he kills the family because it's a lie that the Jedi are actually good. Um, he's going to end them all. And then he sees himself all of a sudden surrounded by Jedi. Um, when Sidious asks what he sees, he says that he learned that rage isn't enough to end the Jedi. They have numbers and trust of the Republic is on their side. Sidious says that they'll lose both. And then he teaches that patience may run counter to the Sith, but it is still important. Skill and rage are not enough. Anger is not his master, at which point Maul looks at Sidious and says, no, you are. So really fun, kind of neat seeing Maul in this uh, case, getting to go back to Malachor, getting to see him running this underground criminal organization before he ever gets, you know, to running crime syndicates later on. Like he has a predisposition for this, I guess. Um, one of the things I took away from this, guys, was that it, it seems pretty interesting that the Jedi are missing all of these force-sensitive, you know, beings um, right underneath their noses. Did that strike y'all at odd? Uh, did that strike y'all odd at all? Um, Adam, how about you?
2: Yeah, it definitely did, and more so that they this force-sensitive individual is so close to their yeah. vicinity. Like, it's not like you could claim that it's on the other side of the galaxy and oh no, we missed it. Like, it's literally at your doorstep. It just shows that just how f- their, their thoughts, they're just... They're not where it's meant to be at that point.
1: Yep. Patrick, how about you? Do you find it, find it interesting that it's they're missing all these people right under their noses?
2: Yeah. Also,
0: it made me think back to the uh, Clone Wars arc. What is it? The beginning of Season 2? With the um, holocron with all the possible names on it? Mm. Like, did they... did? Like, I wonder how they got those names now, because wouldn't people like him be listed on that? Or that was that's what started to confuse me.
1: Yeah. Alexander, you know, there's in the chat. It does seem like really weird that the Jedi somehow just don't seem to (laughs) just don't seem to look down (laughs) like they're on Coruscant. Like, that's the capital. Like, why are they not? Why do they not have more forces, I guess, looking for more of these force sensitives? I don't know. It's really odd. Um, It's unfortunate that it went down this way. What did y'all think about returning to Malachor? Patrick, anything about that? You know, is that fun for you to see?
0: Oh, I loved it, especially since it's. Especially when it comes to, like the expanded universe, it's such an old planet. Like we've had it in the Republic, we've had it in the Rebels. Um, now we have it here and it's kind of meshed together really well with um the legends and the canon. And it's. Hmm, I don't like you really get a good sense of how dark it is in the darkness of surrounding that planet. And honestly, I got an eerie feeling just looking at it. Not about you yeah. but like I got that like Pompeii creeped out feeling of just just looking at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Adam, we did see it in Rebels once before, um, and we spent a couple of episodes there. Um the the there at the end of season two what did you think returning to it did it do you feel like it fit did it make sense
2: oh definitely um and this this age of republic one shot also seemed like an epilogue to the miniseries that moore had i think like 2017 mm-hmm. um in which sidious brought a a child um a child version of Moore basically just as basically as soon as he got more brought him to malachor and got him to eat the ash on the planet which then also gave more visions of what actually happened on the planet um and why it was like that as well so if it was it was all interlocked and i thought it was great to see him go back in this medium and 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 move on from there so yeah, loved it. It just seems that when I think Malachor and Canon, I I think more. that the two are linked yeah. to me. Especially yeah. with these two comic stories. So not this one shot, the miniseries, and of course Rebels. Old Man Maul. Yeah, I love Old
1: Man Maul. G- give me <laughs> give me more Old Man Maul. No, I don't I don't think now that you're talking about it, I don't know that I read that miniseries, and I thought I read everything. So I'm I'm gonna have to add this to my I'm I'm adding this to my notes uh, because yeah. I need to read this because I don't yeah. remember that.
2: Yeah, so it also, like, how he talks about when he kills the Force-sensitive individual in this one shot, how it's not satisfying to him. So the mi- right. series, it's really, it's all rage, it's all rage, this, and rage it? this and rage this, and, and there's a pattern one involved in that one. Um, is that uh, where he, he starts off, is, like, the first episode, he, like, goes and just kills Rath Tars for no reason? i can't remember the specifics but i do remember okay. there was a hunt and it involved a padawan okay i don't want to give huh. it, i got i don't want to give too much away i got but you it's i got you no that's good that's a, a good read. tease it uh, the, basically yeah. the nutshell is more rage more angry um five issues of that awesome cool alexander posted a picture
1: of it there in the chat that, uh, that, that looks is the sick one. yep OK, cool. I am definitely going to go check that out because it may have just been too long and I've forgotten it. But that's that's dope. I do think it's really interesting You know, that Palpatine, you know, kind of talks about patience. Um, you know, he says, you know, skill and rage. I mean, you know, skill and rage are not enough. Um, and obviously, the, I think this is accurate. I'm currently reading the or I'm finishing the Darth Bane trilogy. And that's very much, you know, patience is what matters. It's the, the rule of two. It's how they're going to stick around. It's how Palpatine was able to become as vicious and horrible as he is, is patience. And that's something that he's trying to impart into Maul. Um, But skill and rage are also what kept Maul alive after being cut in half. So I don't know. I felt like there was a very valid, valid point to that. Patrick, you have anything you want to comment on that? Yeah, skill
0: and rage, you know, the dark side leads to abilities that some seem unnatural. But also, I feel like Sidious talking about patience and cunning and just picking your moments more so is the reason why he is like the pinnacle of Sith Lords instead of Maul, who, honestly, if you want to look look back at it as through a legend's eye, maybe, or even a more scrutiny eye, scrutiny, uh, critical eye, I should say, scrutiny eye, yeah. I, and I can't use my words today. I, I ran I out got of my Lord. I follow? <laughs> I man. my man. But um he's not a real full on Sith Lord, but he'd be more of a, a hunter or an assassin. More of a tool of the dark side, not full on not a full on master, not a full on big pic the big picture ruler. And yeah, I think this is really showing how that um it started early on with Sidious and with Maul it's not there. He just doesn't
1: have it. Uh, he he very much seems like someone who Dooku would send out to run errands. Right. <laughs> at, at large. So.
0: Well, that's pretty version of a massage.
1: Yes. Yes. Both from Dathmir. So it makes sense. So let's close this out. Um, I think one thing that would be really cool is to talk about a favorite panel um, or a favorite page. Uh, was there anything in this particular Issue that really stuck out to you page wise. Um, I'll go first. I feel like the the one that really stuck out to me was just seeing Malachor for the first time on page, um, and I thought it was really cool. We got this uh, little flashback with a different color of, of Maul being younger, and maybe that's from that mini series that I forgot about um, being back on Malachor, But it immediately took me to Rebels. I immediately felt you know the way that I felt going there and seeing Maul for that last time, and so knowing that he was going back. Um, it was really cool for me. And I thought the, the coloring was really well done. The Seeing his ship, I can't remember what it's called, but seeing it try to land uh, was neat coming into frame. And all the holes that kind of pocket the the ceiling under where they are is really neat. Um, so that's that's probably my favorite panel of that one. Um, Patrick, what about you? You got a favorite one?
0: When he's inhaling the ash. I don't stuff. know why. <laughs> I'm in love with like all this, like, the Sith rituals and yep. the little quirks and little ways of doing things
2: it, it intrigues me. Yeah, Adam, how about you? I too loved the the Malachor, the Malcor panels, but I think for me it was the vision and just what it really um, <clears throat> what it signified for for Maul and 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 Sidious and the Sith v the Jedi at, at large, like just the idea of. You know, if we were to rely on our passions and to just attack now, we would lose. The, we would lose the people. It's just all about patience. So, I really loved the panels of his, like the division. vision, and then not only the vision, just that Sidious there as well. I loved it.
1: Yeah, cool. One of the one of the things that I, I did appreciate, and I know I might be getting uh, a week ahead of myself, but there's a, a very similar. Uh, thing that happens in one of the heroes issues—that's kind of the reverse of a Jedi kind of feeling like a Sith for a little bit—and so anything that has, yeah, all all of that is just
2: so cool. Like <clears throat> I think so so cool. As we as we do this over the next two weeks, I think we're going to see that a villain story and a hero story—they really mesh well together. Uh, yeah. So you know, I look at this one and it's really the intricacies of the dark side, and then I look at the Qui Gon issue. And without yep. going into that a week early, just the intricacies of the light side and balance, they just, they mesh, I think the two of them, you know, we're yeah. gonna, you're going to get up to Django Fett soon. And, <clears throat> you know, that's about teaching and then we're going to get up and then you look at the obi One issue and there's just, there are some definite similarities. Yeah, there are. Um, and the,
1: it just, it helps to further build the world to expand it, to give us a more understanding of, of what, there, there's more to these two sides than just good and bad always. Yep. Um, and you know, the the world building too, Alexander mentions like like they, they display some of these lightsabers that we hadn't seen before until the sequel trilogy, like with Kylo Ren. Mm. Um, and it's neat to see, you know, being on Malachor to get some of that throwback. That, oh, this stuff has been around for quite some time. And then to even see some of it again in some newer styles show up in the High Republic is just so cool. Uh, And if you're not reading the comics, please, please start reading the comics. Uh, Let's go to Django Fett. This one is called Training. So they're on the planet Telerath. They're bounty hunters, um, Nilda, Tiver, and Rin. Talking about Django taking jobs when he has this partnership that keeps him paid enough, they think. Uh, but apparently the itch to bounty hunt just won't go away. Um, he brings Boba with him on a, on a mission. It's going to be part of his training. Uh, Boba needs to learn how to work with unknowns though. These random bounty hunters that he's like, Hey, you got to figure out how to do this stuff. Not everything is just going to come naturally to him. Um, and Boba as young as he is. He needs to burn his reputation. He's got to start doing some dirty things early. Um, so they go to the moons of Bogdan Django, or we kind of flashback. There's this weird thing. Django meets Tyrannus, uh, he asks him, like, why to go through all this? Like, why, um, you know, why do you want? Um, Dooku is asking, why do you like or he is asking Dooku, like, why do you want me specifically to be this clone, like to create this army kind of thing? Um, And he goes, think about the legacy of an army of one, pretty much like think about your reputation. Like, this is everything you are going to be legion. <laughs> um many many ewes running around just slaughtering things. Um so we go to Ord Mantel. Um uh, the bounty hunters and Boba and Django have come to um to get this Twilight girl back to her father. Um, she's meeting this guy that has black sun ties. She goes to fall off a platform and jango Django rescues her. Um, they go to walk away and Tyver ends up jumping Boba tries to use him as a hostage against Django but Boba sneaky shoots him uh, when Tyver's distracted um, he says, you know, you should probably do a better job at searching your prisoners. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't have got shot. Um, Neilda's let go, uh, but he forfeits the bounty. Um, so, Boba, you know, Neilda just watched everything, and Boba's like, no, nah, you need to get. Um, and he lets him go so that he'll tell other people what happened. Um, and Django is very proud of his son's beginnings of, you know, knowing that it what it takes to build a reputation is to leave somebody alive sometimes, start talking about you. Really fun little. Little quick story. Um, we still know very little about Django Fed at large. Uh, we learned a little bit more. Um, spoiler,'m I'm not, I'm not going to say anything actually. Just just watch and read everything people watch and read everything. Uh, we learned a little bit more about Django um, here, but are y'all content with what we've gotten in Canon, uh, in legends, or do y'all want to know more about about this this dude? Patrick, let's start with you. Jango,
0: it's hard because I've never been in this place where I felt like I needed to know the entire backstory or everything about him. Mm -hmm. But I do like the little bits that they give us, and especially here when he's training um, already, like, pre-Episode 2 Boba Fett, I'm assuming, that, um, yeah, I, I like these little tidbits of him training him and being... You know, the father, even though if dad's taking his son, you know, to kill a
1: couple of people. But
0: hey, yeah. that's life in a galaxy far, far away. Don't judge I don't fatherhood.
1: <laughs> I don't know if y'all if y'all have read the all of the novelizations of the films. Uh, but one of the really cool things I loved about the um, uh, Attack of the Clones novelization is it spends a lot more time with Django and Boba getting to to learn uh, like they kind of train and, and he's like this is why we do this this is why we do that and that was kind of cool to see here a little bit of that relationship kind of further developed adam how about you are you content with what we've
2: gotten from Django, or uh or do, do you want more i think that i'm i'm happy this this one shot for me when i think when i was when i think Django, i think you know why was he on camino in the first place why was he chosen well here we go you know he's Chosen by Tyrannus, he's chosen by Dooku because of his reputation. You know, I I looked into the legend story. It's it is different. Like he has to go through a whole competition to to be chosen, but like his fearsome reputation alone got him picked. And yeah. also, like for me, when I you know the legacy of of having Legion just. Like, even from the film, like, I don't think that that's what he ever thinks about. I don't think he gives... He just gets paid, like, his legacy yeah. is his son. And... Yeah. Th- no, that's... So, we see what's important to him. We see why he's there. Like you said, just watch The Mandalorian and you'll get some more answers to questions you probably didn't have. Um, But, like, just watch yep. and read everything. That's what the expanded universe is all about, and I think... Now that the, the, that we have these types of answers, for me, I'm good. I've got what I needed from Django.
1: Well, the interesting thing here is that as much as this is about Django, it's actually more about Boba in a lot of ways. Um, and it does take a while for, for Boba to gain his reputation. I mean, he struggles with it all through the Clone Wars. Um but this is a little bit different maybe than what we even saw him in there. He seems maybe a little bit more ruthless um in this particular story than than maybe in the clone wars he's still kind of whiny <laughs> there towards the end. Um I don't know is this is this a good start for him? Do, do you see this um Adam as as a good place for for Boba's reputation as to begin?
2: Yeah, and I think it's just the way that his father wanted to teach him. He he threw him in the deep end and then he walked off. He's like, you'll you'll sort it out or you won't sort it out. And, you know, we talked about links between the the dark side and the light side of these Age of comics. And, like, I think that this just goes perfectly with the Obi-Wan. You know, we all know how the Jedi teach. We all know how very hands-on they are in their approach. And this is completely different. It is literally... There's a, there's the deep end. You can't swim, sort it out or drown. <laughs> and, and I think yeah. that that's, and, and it's, these types, it's these types of methods that have really shaped over into what he is and what we saw on Friday night. He was just like, he, yeah. And it not only has it shaped how he acts, it shapes how he thinks and, Naturally, when you're going through, like, I can see this is such a tough childhood. So, when his father is taken from him an attack of the clones, you can kind of see why he might be a little, in quote, whiny. And uh-huh. I'm just about to finish the Empire Strikes Back Pov and it's naturally a Bosk story in there. And I think even Bosk comments, he's like, I basically remembered this kid when he was on my ship, and basically yeah. being a whiny kid, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It, like, yeah... To have that this type of childhood and then that child that type of childhood just cut short out of nowhere, and he's kind of like I don't you know, I don't know what to do. Even though I've I've done everything autonomously, but as soon as you take my dad away, I'm I'm lost. I'm gonna like hang off the leg of that. Trend ocean.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, Patrick, uh, we 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 do see Mando in the Mandalorian series. You know, taking Baby Yoda into places he shouldn't belong. We see Django taking Boba into places that he probably shouldn't belong. Is this just this is just part of it? Uh, I mean, wh- what is it with with all this going on, man?
0: I say them kids gonna learn today. <laughs> I say y'all gonna learn to be about this way of life. She say y'all better carry your gun or not. Y'all gonna learn? Yeah. Wait, so yeah. What's the uh, first thing Daddy taught you? Um, asking little Mandalorian. Oh, he taught me how to use a blaster. What did you shoot with a blaster? A little womp Rat? No, a person.
1: <laughs> yeah, like like very much. Like these kids are are getting the the street smarts, right? Like you don't you don't need school. You need to learn how to stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> and they're very really they're they're getting this in a very real sense.
0: What do so. you say? Them books? You don't need to be learning all them books in school. You'd be going out here to learn how to capture somebody. Make you what, some goods real
1: money. A, what good's a book when you can put a blaster through it?
0: <laughs> right? You say, hey, look at me. I got all this money. I'm taking care of you and your mama. And I didn't go to school. Now look at us. We got our own ship. The come up is real.
1: You have a favorite panel from this particular comic. Anything stick out to you on this one?
0: I loved the one where Bob was like, "Oh, you should have checked your prisoners after um he gets snuck attack after they capture the bounty." It's like, bang, when he just shows like the little flash
1: of the blaster. It's like,
0: oh my god.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah, he he got it. He got it real good. <laughs> Adam, how about you? You got a favorite panel, favorite page?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um. It's when we are getting the flashback between Tyrannus and Django, and you can see the silhouette of Dooku next to the ship that we all know and love from Attack of the Clones, and it's just a, a long pan shot and there and close in it. You just see you you really were viewing it from behind Django, just that that meet that then created so much destruction from that one meeting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're on this just random moon, right? And yeah. who knew that that random meeting was going to destroy, you know, a galaxy and completely put it to pieces.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, um, like this issue was also important. Again, like, we, we – I think this would be so much better if we could talk about Friday, but, like, you watch Boba throughout the original trilogy and the Clone Wars and, like, some of the Bounty Hunter comics, which are a bit, uh, like, now, but, like, he's done some right. pretty horrible things um yeah and you watch the episode like you you know you look at friday and it's the lessons of his father are still there um yeah like even though he'll just do some horrendous things but like he can switch on the django in him and oh yeah you know oh wait i do have there's my honor i'll just turn it on i'll just turn it on when i want (laughs) like
1: alexander have you seen have you seen mando this week uh, because I really, I I really feel like we
2: should talk about. It.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, we can talk okay, about it. <laughs> yes. All right, cool. It's fine because it's gonna hit Patreon on Tuesday. Yeah, Boba freaking just just goes ham mm. on stormtroopers and everything, and it's so good to see him come back and to see, yeah, to see what you guys are both talking about how he can kind of flip that on. And very much his code is is family in a really weird sense, something that you wouldn't necessarily expect. But like something that belongs to his dad, the way that Mace Windu brutally killed his father. Yeah. <laughs> like that's going to stick. And I don't know that that relationship, I would be totally fine to see more of of how Django and Boba. If there's anything I want to know about Django, it's it's uh, Django. I want to know more about how that relationship. Yeah developed and i'm sure it's more stories like this
2: but i'd be fine with that give me that father-son dynamic and like now that we can talk about it thank you alexander yes (laughs) it's that like i've never been a big fan of boba fett right i just saw oh he's just cool cool looks cool shoots things yeah plenty of that but this like this episode where he spoke about his father with such reverence like it's still there uh, you know, he gave us the Attack of the Clones line that we all love, the just simple yep. simple guy basically in a in a galaxy trying to make his way. And then like he is you could tell, you could feel how proud he was, the fact that his old man was a Mandalorian and was a foundling. Like you could yep. like in the time in the short time that they were together, like Django must have just been instilling it in his boy. Like he probably would have been a bounty hunter, but he probably would have been a mandalorian bounty hunter mm. so we would have seen a different boba and i think that we are now seeing the boba that if Django had lived we might have seen earlier on even though like Django, fett did some bad things too as a bounty hunter but i think he still had his creed and he had his honor and now i think we're starting to like I didn't I didn't care for Boba, but as soon as like I saw like honorable Boba, I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for here. I'm here for this. Yeah. Like, you know, it's um, perfect scene where Boba's like, no nonsense, we're getting the kid. Like I have a debt, we're getting the kid. And like Fennec, you could she's like uh, oh, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, but like for Boba, it yeah. is like it's really important and you and you know that. So I think it's all from his old man. Or like so, his so Older cool. self, you, you know, clones are weird. <laughs> yeah, clones
1: are. It, he is Django, <laughs> you know, in a way. And I think um, and, and I he's, think he's, weird he's the most. He's the most like Django, actually, right? Because he's think, unaltered in any. Yeah.
2: And I think the audience was din at that point too, right? Like, yeah, we were. We the ones that didn't accept him, were starting to accept him, and then gave his armor back. We're like, yeah, all right. Come on, Bova. Come, come on in. Come on, come to the family. Come
1: join my my freaking awesome Mando team that's yeah. going to storm the castle and, again, and save Grogu.
2: All all about his dad, and I think that this one shot, like to bring it back to the one shot, is why it's yeah. so important because of these types of lessons that Django. Because really, Django is teaching himself, so Django knows how Django learns. So. Yeah. Mm.
1: No, there's this, my, my favorite panel on this is the very last page. Uh, but there's a lot of blues at work, the coloring, but there's, you know, the, the line, I want the whole galaxy to know what happens when they mess with Django Fett and you see Django with, you know, his blasters held up, you know, both of them up, his jetpacks on the background and you just see space behind him. And I'm like, that is the most bad a frame I have ever seen Django in. Um, and that's, it's deserving, I think. Mm. Um, and I, I'm, I'm glad to have gotten this yeah. for sure. And so I think um,
2: now that we see this, like I think, yeah, we should talk about Django a little bit more. And this is like, Boba is like this because of his old man.
1: Yep. Yep. Love it. Mm. All right. Let's, let's move to Count Dooku. Um, the cost. I think this is probably my least favorite of the four, but um, it is my favorite for one particular reason, but we'll get there. Cause I All freaked right.
2: out. Would, would that um, be a certain character? <laughs> it would be a certain character. I
1: lost my freaking mind people. All right. (laughs) All right, so the cost, we are on Celeste. um, Getting to see uh, the planet's pretty cool. Um, Dooku is there to negotiate with Sorosub on behalf of Sereno um, to forge an alliance for his master. Um, Representative Capclip meets him and takes him on a tour of the city. Um, Dooku plays tired to get out of it, and a tiger-ish Tagorian Jedi Knight named Jackson spots him. Um, he used to watch sparring sessions with Yoda and Dooku before Dooku ended up leaving the Order. Um, Dooku's like, well, this is interesting. There's a Jedi here. Let's invite him to dinner. Uh, Dooku summons Sidious via Hollow, but he's in the dark on the why that he's actually there. Um, Dooku talks to Jackson and he doesn't reveal, reveal much at first, but eventually puts himself in a position to take part in his mission. Jackson is alone, so maybe a former master can help. Um, He reveals that the Kaldana Syndicate is causing trouble here. Uh, That's the group that Dooku is trying to form an alliance with. They bust in on them and discover that they're dealing weapons. They're surrounded, so Dooku draws his red lightsaber, which takes Jackson by surprise. After killing almost everyone in the room, Dooku turns on Jackson. He then talks to the leader and uses the Force to bring a bunch of weapons in the air, pointing them at him, which is very Magneto-like, if you ask me. (laughs) The one-shot ends with Dooku making a deal with Sora sub for Sereno and commenting on how the chaos and unrest in the galaxy just make things easier on the Sith. Um, so... I I am here exclusively and primarily for Jackson. He is a freaking tiger wielding a lightsaber. I am here for it. I feel about Jackson the way that Meg feels about Phasma, the way that Eric feels about uh, Bail Organa, the way that Corey feels about Corin Horn, like, I am here for Jackson, people. I am here for Jackson. <laughs> uh, that is it. End the story, we can kill the podcast. I don't want to ask any questions or talk anymore. I can go home. This is fine. I want a big, you know, those like fat head stickers that you can like put up on your wall with like professional athletes and NASCARs. I want one of Jackson. I don't care what my wife thinks about it. I want it on the wall. <laughs> Question.
0: Is yep. he wearing shoes or is he just going cat pawed?
1: I, I don't care. I hope it's cat paws, though, because that would be great. Right. um all right like, reel back like, in
0: used a, a kick use the force and actually like his claws retracted out and just scratched the face off somebody <laughs> while he was kicking them
1: just yeah a, dude uh so what if he made am... the cat
0: sound when he like like he was hiding up in the rafters from like some um some enemies
1: <laughs> or, like some bounty hunters and then comes I'm down and he makes it. like the
0: house cat sound that like, when he yes. on somebody?
1: <laughs> i am i am freaking here for it like, um you know, he is just yeah. If so, if I'm not mistaken, I, I I did I did go to the Wook for this because I wanted to know are there more of these people and I just didn't hear about them. So <laughs> they were pretty heavy in legends, apparently, but the only other Tagorian or Tagorian that we have in canon <clears throat> is technically uh, was also written in the Jody Hauser uh thrawn comic, um, or actually drawn that way. Um, the character is the leader of the dojo that Grand Admiral Pry- or not Grand Admiral that Governor Price eventually Governor Price um, goes to on Coruscant. Mm. So there's another in there that runs the dojo. Anyways, super random. But yeah, Jackson's boss, Patrick.
0: Um, I'm not going to lie. I love when they just throw like random earth animals and make them <laughs> <Yes>. sentient. <laughs> like what was the uh, in Clone Wars? The, they had the great white shark. Yeah. 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 And then yep. wasn't there one that was like crocodile people?
1: Uh, I think that's right. Sounds familiar.
0: I feel like they've turned like every like man eaten animal into like a sentient species out there. Oh, and now we we've,
1: we've got frog lady. So, you
0: know, we got frog lady. We got tiger man. <laughs> ti- well, tiger king. What if there is a tiger? Like
1: I, I will let Jackson king of the be tiger my species. tiger king.
0: <laughs> well, Jackson's uh... tiger king. And then you had um, General Great White Shark.
1: Yep. Here for it. it's here. It's fun. It's fun when Star Wars can have fun and can be fun and just do random things. It might not make a whole lot of sense all the time, but I love it. Um, I do want to we want to talk a little bit about this, the outside of Jackson, I guess. which is fine. Um, he really idolizes Dooku. Um, and it looks like that may have left him pretty blind to to Dooku's sudden betrayal at the end um adam do you think there's anything that could have made this any better Uh, i kind of feel like this is a weakness on jackson you know kind of this weird strange attachment right uh and i I don't know he's alone maybe send him a partner
2: (laughs) yeah yeah definitely like why would you go out alone but like we know that of yoda's really close relationship with with the younglings and we see that in the flashback with jackson um remembering dooku and yoda displaying lightsaber form and like when like we have to remember that dooku is was yoda's padawan so the younglings are probably automatically going to look up to dooku in a, in in a way that is beyond really any other of the jedi uh because this is what i imagine yoda has his padawan but as we know yoda can't not teach younglings it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a calling of his so i can just imagine that he like, what I picture in my mind is Yoda's teaching all the younglings in the room and there's Dooku just reading in the corner, like, just waiting <laughs> waiting for his master to, like, go, oh, I have an apprentice I should be teaching as well. So, I think wherever Yoda went, young Dooku probably followed. And I don't think for the, you know, how many years of Dooku's apprenticeship, Yoda would have ignored all the other younglings. So, I'd like to think that they, they, they might have even taught together. Um, yeah. And Jackson might have, you know we saw a flashback of lightsaber dueling, but that, that lesson might've been more. Dooku might've been like moving between all the younglings and, and helping them. And as he's, as his master taught the lesson itself. So that's why, that's how I came to terms with Jackson, just being so easily duped.
1: That's Yeah. Patrick, anything stick out to you there? Um, not really.
0: Um, I hate to say it. I feel like, as cool as jackson looked i felt like jackson was just
1: almost he, like, he was uh, there to die <laughs> yeah. he was, he was, as soon
0: as he was he saw him in the frame was like oh he's a goner and he was just
1: he's more of a plot point character
0: just there yep. to move the story along but he looked cool
1: you know yep well i will forever remember him in my heart don't don't worry, jackson there's always a place
2: here. And I think it's one of those things where, like, the whole time, as soon as you see them together in, like, the first three pages, like, oh, this guy's going to die. Yeah. I wonder That's how he's going to die. I wonder how Dooku's going to get away with this. It's gonna get it's gonna, yeah, it's This gonna is going to have to get is, creative. Also, can we talk
1: about anymore. that Magneto moment? Right? Mm. Yeah, that was that was pretty powerful, huh? Yeah.
0: What was it, like, the X-Men first class? He just turns all the guns on the ships. And he's like... Do y'all understand?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're under under compliance. Yeah, I bet you are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we (laughs) got it, boss. We got it. You're good. You know, speaking of Dooku, you know, he has to play up the politics thing once again, uh, which he loves and needs, but he apparently also finds it pretty incredibly boring and dumb. And I'm very confused. I think, in in some ways, by this because when we read Dark Disciple, like he lives for that kind of stuff, like that's what he's meant for. But here, it's like he just does it as a front. Um, I don't know which. How did this characterization? How did this characterization sit with you, Patrick? Did did this seem accurate to who he is, or did it did it rub you a little weird?
0: To me, I thought of it more so as it's early on still in his count of Sereno days, so he's still like he likes it. He likes mingling in the high life because you know politicians they have they're in the upper echelon of uh, society. And he likes mingling in that circle, but at the same time, the actual negotiations, the talks, he still hasn't fully figured them out yet of how to be, you know, um, fully posture in them. Yeah, so I just always thought, personally, it was more early on in his uh, Count Dooku journey.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Um, uh, Adam, how about you? Does this, this look at Dooku feel weird to you at all?
2: Yeah, a little bit, but like like you said in Dark Disciple, it just seems very that we only really saw him in that political role in a public face. You know, he had no real choice. Um And I think that, you know, I put that down to some real world, you know, some those that perhaps are born into royalty or become politicians and then become disenfranchised but just can't leave the position like in public they're all they're waving and they're shaking hands and kissing babies but you know as soon as they're behind a closed door they're like oh kill me now <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I guess yeah just put it down to you know public and private well you know,
1: one of the things that we did catch to to close this particular story out is already in three of these, we've gotten two at least new to me syndicates uh, that were mentioned. Um, where, where are they? Uh, what happened to them? And do you think we're going to see them again? Um, I thought it was really neat that she's kind of building out this. I don't know what she's trying to do, I guess, by, by giving us all these different cartels. I'm hoping that it leads into a wonderful series and, you know, we get this giant war or something going on. Patrick, you look like you got something you want to say. What, what What's going on here? Personal theory
0: is that, you know, Galaxy's a large place. There's enough money, weapons and drugs to go around for everybody. Or, that they <laughs> just get, you know, shot up in a like their own gang war because, you know. The galaxy is a large place, and there's enough crime, drugs, and money to go around for like another cartel to come and shoot this cartel.
1: So that they're just that they need to keep making them because people need to keep dying.
0: I mean, the drugs ain't gonna sell themselves. Okay. Are you gonna buy those death sticks? Are you gonna sell those death sticks? I am
1: not. I have asthma. (laughs) Are
0: you selling that spice? Are you gonna push it from planet to planet?
1: That's fair point exactly fair point fair point Adam they're gonna push
0: their product man (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) yeah, It just I think it's another of the you know galaxy three billion inhabited stars plus there's probably gonna be a few gangs floating around um yeah like it's I think it's like I, I still do it too like I just forget how big a galaxy is and even this galaxy that is so far away and in the past that, yeah, it's, it is big and we're going to see these smaller crime syndicates pop up and, and die away because as you said, Patrick, there are <laughs> alcohol and drugs for everybody. <laughs> and, you know, you know, those alcohol and drugs are going to come in a billion different forms. don't
0: forget weapons don't forget weapons and
2: and weapons and weapons and everything else that that brings like there's just so much to go around and i thought it was especially with the syndicate in this issue it was like dooku didn't have to even say who his master was and that and the survivor looked automatically despondent he's like he knew like i think the idea of this hooded figure in the background and was a known entity at this time because there was no argument. It was just, oh yeah, I know who your master is. I'm done. Hangs his head in shame. Like was, I thought it was yeah. really interesting. And like a lot of, I just remembered another uh, tidbit from the Darth Moore issue is that his little Kitus syndicate, Kitus was the surname of the Padawan in the Darth Maul miniseries. That was her surname. So there's another link as well. So, like, so what he did in that in that story, like, it stuck with him. It meant something to him so much so that he named this little group after her.
1: Goodness gracious. Yeah. So. That man, that man is messed up. <laughs> Patrick?
0: Also, another reason why we should vote for Darth Bane. Darth Bane talks about the reasons why stuff like Darth Maul is a no-no. <laughs> so, boom. If y'all want to know yeah. more... Of why Maul is a failure in the order. Boom, we should read Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't, if he gets to advertise, I'm gonna advertise a little bit more. Mine has Thrawn in it and Thrawn's a dream boat. Vote for Thrawn. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Thrawn we just had one boat. political campaign just, like, bombard us with ads. How about another?
1: Yeah. Things, things I never thought I'd ever hear Adam say, Thrawn is a dreamboat. That's 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 going on a shirt. I mean, you never thought he'd
0: say it, but you knew he was thinking yeah. it.
1: I just say what we're that's all fair. thinking. <laughs> there, are, th- there are plenty of people I'm out there. Adam. I'm sure that that's not an uncommon thing to think or say. So I guess I'm it's fine. You're just giving,
2: giving voice to, to the people. Did you want to did you want to do a little bit of advertising too Timothy? No, you know oh, I no, think I need you know, to. We, we don't have time. We'll just we'll... <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> but we do have time to talk about my favorite panel in this particular issue, which is the hero <laughs> shot of Jackson, which <laughs> I'm going to post in Discord after the show because if I put it up now and I do it from my phone, it's probably going to kick me off the audio and I don't want to do that. So Is, is, is that your uh, wallpaper
2: paper on your is that your iPhone lock screen? <laughs>
1: it is not but it will be soon but and it also is proof that he is not wearing shoes he just has uh, his little his little toe pads stick out but he's got little wrappings <laughs> around them so half and half <laughs> God,
0: bear, he's gone bear pod yes
1: it it just it makes it so much so much more worth it but that i don't even need to give my reasons why it's my favorite but uh patrick do you have a favorite from this one
0: I do not, just simply because I really didn't care for this panel that much either. Yeah. Like I'm with you. I just it was a meh panel Fine. for me. Fine. Other than yeah. Well, actually, I lied. I just lied. Sorry. Everybody listening, I'm sorry. Tuesday, I'm sorry. I lied. Uh, my favorite is the magneto shot.
1: Yeah. I have a he feeling. He just turns
0: all the guns on him, it's just like yeah, you like me now.
1: It's a it's a power move that cannot be replicated. It can't.
2: <laughs> yep. Adam, how about you? I liked the wide shot from the flashback with the young uh, Twilik, Padawan, the, the, uh, the Gruen, um Tiger, Jackson, Man um, on one side, and then just Yoda and Dooku just looking at each other, about to commence yeah. the lesson. I thought that that was a very cool shot, and it was. It's all I. I love to see um, pre-Sith lightsabers. As well, mm. a pre-dark side user lightsaber. So, you know, you got Ben Solo's lightsaber and the modifications he made when he was becoming Kylo Ren, and everything that went into that. And then just to see Dooku's curved lightsaber with the blue blade, I thought was very cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, really dope. Um, I am excited that we do get to see uh, more of Yoda with the younglings mm. uh, coming up in the High Republic uh, Adventures comic series. Um, I think. Daniel Jose Oler's writing. If I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong on that. But um yeah, any any shot that we get of of Yoda with Younglings, I am, I am here for. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I agree, that was a really cool, cool one. Well, let's move on to the last one that is it's very interesting. It's General Grievous. Um let's for some reason I did not put the uh the story title on this particular one. So I will fix that eventually. Um but we go to the planet Ladiv. A Jedi Master tries to sacrifice herself for her Padawan. Grievous um kills her and then goes after the Padawan, makes quick work of him, and then he picks up a datapad with what looks to be some kind of temple on it. Grievous finds the temple and then scales the walls to get inside. Nothing can keep him away. He speaks of how the Jedi have statues to honor their glory, but he has his own he has his own earned statues and destroys the one in the walkway. At one point, the floor crumbles to lava. The floor is lava, y'all. And he scales the ceiling because he can. There are all kinds of booby traps to keep intruders away, but uh, his being mostly droid keeps him safe. He gets to where he thinks the Jedi are keeping their secrets, and there's this green waterfall with some kind of blue energy behind it. He goes to touch it, but he can't feel anything. And he's like, my sensors must be malfunctioning. He, he tries and he tries again, and... The, Blast, more trickery. Uh, He's killed Jedi with their own weapons. Why can't he get into this waterfall? He jumps in and he's in this strange place all of a sudden. It's like space. Then you learn that the Force asks him if he is seeking knowledge, power, truth. And he replies that he needs nothing from the Jedi except their destruction. The Force responds by taking him apart, literally takes him into pieces. Grievous thinks it's impossible. The Force says that he's brought destruction upon himself. He thinks he's improved himself beyond mere flesh, something that makes the Jedi tremble. He turns into his true self before the enhancements. Uh, The Force tells him that he seeks to destroy a power that he can't comprehend. He has actually cut off his own access to the Force. The droid parts make his understanding small, and that is all he will ever actually be. Outside of the waterfall now, he tries to lightsaber the water... Nothing happens. And then standing on a cliff, he orders the temple to be destroyed from his ship above. As the spot where the temple used to be burns, he says, For all your talk of power, you burn just as easily. And then he turns to walk away. As he walks off, the blue energy that was seen behind the waterfall comes to life over the temple ruins. And then we end. Loved it. Um really cool getting to see Grievous, uh, pre-Grievous. His interaction with the force, the fact that he's cutting it all off. Um, The one thing that was weird about this story is that it didn't have a whole lot of dialogue. Uh, Patrick, is that something, is that okay with you that it didn't have a whole lot here?
0: I was indifferent because I really, this was actually kind of my least favorite. So I was indifferent about the whole like lack of dialogue. Like, I don't really want to see more of Grievous to begin with. So I don't care if he talks or not.
1: Yeah, he randomly shows up in in Revenge of the Sith. And then we get him for all of the Clone Wars and he's just kind Mm -hmm. of annoying. And then like, yeah, like like we know enough, right?
0: It's also like, I don't want like he's going on this. This quest for greater knowledge on something he doesn't understand nor ever will, because he's not force sensitive in that way. So it's like, why this? It just felt futile. It felt really futile. It's like, what, what's the point? Why is he doing this? He's not going to learn anything. He can't access anything.
1: Why? Yeah. Why? Well, and and where he, I mean, this is a story of him, I guess, finally coming to grips with that, except for that he still doesn't care. He just gets more angry. Um, Like like he's taken away his own access to it. And the things that he thinks would prolong him, that would give him power, end up not, in fact, giving him power. And let's, let's it be as such that, LB One can shoot him with a blaster and kill him. <laughs> um, Adam did did the the format kind of throw you off at all? Is it okay with you how it was presented? Did you want more or less?
2: Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess I was pretty happy. I it was definitely just like a visual storytelling. It was here are the pictures, put together the puzzle, and and move on from there. And I think it just took that the idea of the graphic novel or the comic being pictures you know bringing a story to life it just took that and ran with it i think and just kind of took dialogue away
1: yeah this is this was an 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 issue where i really was happy to see um i I think this is the perk of a comic and a graphic novel like Mm. you said like it it's okay this was the artist's chance to really put everything into it i mean we got these lush landscapes outside the temple we got inside the temple to see some of the detail in the statue work and then to to see this weird waterfall and and space type kind of world between worlds level kind of stuff yeah um really interesting also thank you to alexander um for the the title of grievous's story which is burn Um, good call Um, this isn't in the notes, but I loved watching him try to lightsaber water. (laughs) Just just like, man, you are, you are dumb. D U M dumb. Florida man shoots bullets into hurricane. Yeah, basically, basically. Um, well, what are your thoughts? You know, the force is a, a neutral entity, I guess. Um, you know, the Sith want to take things from it the jedi seem to think that it's an ally but really the force was just cruelly kind of teasing grievous knowing he's never going to be any better um did did that characterization of the force you know change any of your idea of what you thought it was um does it give you anything extra patrick I thought the force was petty <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like this like, man. La, this la, man's la, gonna die la. soon enough. Why? Why you, you gotta will do this? We'll never get it. <laughs> we'll never get it. Like a like a scorned lover, almost. Right.
0: Mm. What's the Geico commercial where he's got the dollar and he's in the fishing gear? He's like, oh,
1: gotta be quicker than that. You gotta be quicker than that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm
1: So messed up. Adam, how about you? Did you? Did you get anything out of this characterization of the force?
2: Yeah, I I definitely saw it as just another view of the dark side that it was that he's just copying it. Um, or like you said, it could just be the light side being a real douchebag. <laughs> but yeah. could it happen to anyone better? No, Like I had no sympathy for the struggles of Grievous. He did this to himself in the end. Um, yeah. And I thought it was just very poetic that the force was, Basically saying, you know, we could have been together if you had not chosen this particular path. He chose he chose the easy way to gain power, not the he didn't go down the hard the hard work route that he could have gone down. I do like
1: um, shout out to Alexander in the chat again. You know he he asks, you know, maybe the the force is kind of like a reflection of yourself and mm. and where you are, your soul. Like if if all that you see and all that you are is darkness. Um, you're probably only going to see darkness in the mirror back um, mm-hmm. and flashback to Ray in the last Jedi. You know, she goes and that, that mirror scene in the cave and she just sees a bunch of herself alone. And that's because she very much feels alone. Um, and Luke, you know, you're talking about reading the, the empire strikes back facepalm thing. When he goes into the cave, he's afraid of him with this power, turning into a Sith, turning into something bad. And he sees himself in Vader um, so yeah, that was interesting that, you know, Grievous is this cocky, you know, bastard <laughs> and he, he gets that back from the force. I mean, that, that's what it gives him. Um, I, I, I like that. I I think that makes sense. I can see that you kind of bring, bring with it, you know, what you want to. Um, and it's yeah. kind of a reflection of yourself. It's yeah. an, an interesting perspective.
2: Yeah. It very much happens with a, like a real personal journey. Like you look at the there is so much more to the cave scene with Ray in the last Jedi. And, you know, I'm still learning about learning many things from that film. And it's like Ray is an awake. It's an awakening for her as well. Yeah. Um, You know, you look at Luke and Luke's coming to terms with (laughs) who he has to face and the choices that he has to make. And, well yeah, it's just, it seems to just really mirror a personal journey. And I don't think it really happens a lot in this. It's just Grievous made the wrong decision. And he is a horrible individual in the fabric of the Force. And yep. the Force is like, the Force is just repulsed by Grievous. It just wants nothing to do with him.
1: Yeah, you clearly didn't want to do anything with me. So
2: <laughs> bye, Felicia. <laughs> 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 Do we, need to, girl, do we need to talk to him after this? Are You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh the the
1: only other thing that I, I did wanna call to um, you know, once again to the last Jedi was the ending scene of Grievous standing up on top of the cliff and calling down for the destruction of the temple, <laughs> very much threw me back to to Kylo Ren ordering the Gorilla Walkers to kill Luke, and he's just like, "Mo, like Except just this keep one, it. very says, much same he it, same kind of he vibes. Sounds like he has COVID. Yep, he does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Grievous is the reason we have COVID. Thanks a lot, man.
1: Yeah, coughing all up through the films and everything. Yeah, but, dick move, buddy. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I, I think I, I think we've covered that one well enough. Um, what are? Do you have a favorite panel from that at all? Uh, let's start with Adam.
2: Uh, just really anything to do with the vision, like the ripping apart of Grievous. I thought it was really well done artistically. It's just, again, it just picture telling a story the the force is just repulsed by this dude like he is just repulsive to the very fabric of the cosmos <laughs> yeah and i think that the artist really did a great job um and the penciler and and the color, it really did a great job of, of giving us that idea.
1: Yeah. I i love that that first that first page when he's in there too, getting pulled apart. We also get to see his his original form. Um he's a Kalish, right? Which is a war a warrior people. Um, you know, he kind of comes from a, a warlord uh family. And that's that's something I thought was really cool to see because I'd never seen that before. And so I was like, oh, this is what he looked like. That's interesting. Um so yeah, that's my favorite. Good coloring there too. Um, and, Patrick, what about you? Do you have a favorite?
0: I think I was more partial towards the bo- orbital bombardment scene. Orbital bombardment. Ugh. Like I said, can't use words today. Just because of the visuals and it looked cool. Like I said, I was not really in love with much about this panel. Just nothing about the. Nothing against, like, any any of the artwork or the dialogue just didn't care for Grievous. So, yeah.
1: Cool. Well, we have wrapped up all four of these, uh, one shots, um, which of the four, not obviously not the last two minus Jackson. Uh, what was, um, what was your favorite, uh, Patrick, what was your favorite of the four?
0: Um, I think it's going to have to be the mole one. Okay.
1: Okay.
2: Adam, how about you? For me, it would have to be the Django Fett. Uh, I think the Django Fett and the more one shots are pretty close. And then after the Mandalorian and the importance of that relationship, I think that, yeah, Django Fett issue just ran what? Just boom. Last birds to speed at the end of the race.
1: I think I was originally going to start out there. Um, if I can't de facto give it to Jackson for the Count Dooku story, that should have just been a Jackson story. Um, I am probably gonna go Darth Maul myself as well. Um, as Patrick, I'm gonna I'm gonna join join my my friend over here on the side. Um, I think it one, it made me want to shout out to Adam for reminding me that there was a Maul mini series I need to check out again. So I I think I just love seeing that character. Um, I know that he was so underutilized and that George Lucas felt he was underutilized, which is why he brought him back in the Clone Wars. He was like, oh, I didn't realize he was going to be this big of a deal. Like, let's make this happen. Um, And so I I like getting more of him in his story and especially connecting it to rebels and the things that popped up there. Um, I'm all I'm all here for that. So do you think that any of these characters, um, Adam, I'll start with you, deserve to have a full length or a limited series? Would you like to see... I mean, we already talked about Maul's kind of earlier one and how this kind of connects, but are there any others that you'd like to see have a full length or a limited series?
2: No, I think for me personally, we've got enough of each of them. Like, I don't think Django, gotcha. we needed more of Django. Darth Moore is in multiple animated episodes. He's in films. He pops up in Solo. He's got, one, he's got at least two miniseries that I know of. Uh, yeah. what grievous like, I, I really don't need more of grievous we've already got how he was you know the lair of grievous episode i think is enough for us to look into his backstory um you know i want to i want to see the expanded universe jump into other characters who are less well are less well known like give me 50 give me 50 issues of frog lady right now <laughs> do it <laughs> and then a mini series for each of her children get it done <laughs> i'll buy it all i'll take my money i'll find fu- like that's i'll get a loan and fund it i'll do what needs to be done <laughs> not the frog lady miniseries <laughs> <laughs> we say
0: the second volume the tadpole pool yeah.
1: <laughs> Jude, do you do you want to see any of these turn into <sighs> length or a limited series or are you happy with what we got
0: i'm happy with what we got like adam said moles and a lot of things animated and in um on and written content plus we've had dooku through two movies um all the clone wars and we've had recently dooku Jedi lost and he was a decent part of master and apprentice so that's you know that can be left alone that doesn't need to be touched anymore oh and he was in um a lot of the other um and we just covered on this podcast and i lost it um dark disciple there we go yeah i I can do things I have a brain general Grievous. He was just a plot point. Let's be honest. He was just a tool. So we don't need more of him and Django. He's fine where he is. Nice and mysterious. Keep it like that.
1: Mm. i I'm, I'm going to agree with you guys. Um, with the exception of Jackson, give him a full length. I want it to run five years, at least minimum. And, uh, every panel needs to have him in it. I don't need any, I don't just, unless he's got a family, I want to see the family. Uh, hope he has a nice tiger wife i hope that they i just maybe he didn't actually die you know maybe he's okay maul Ma came back from worse i think it'll be fine um uh, what do y'all think about the one shot formula uh do you think it's a good idea um something that star wars ought to to do a little bit more you know we've had some some fun ones uh c-3po story on how he gets the red arm um you know little fun things like that uh do you like do you like <clears throat> one shots adam
2: yeah, I am a big uh, one-shot fan of if it's to, if it's a major character or a well-known character, it is a question that perhaps we're asking. Um, for example, Django Fett. how did you that meeting between Fett and Tyrannus, You know, it's a question that we've asked ourselves, especially if you weren't if you weren't aware of the Legends way of of it happening. Um, but if we're gonna do like a like about a character just a minor grab a minor character like the like Fakpov just grab a minor character do a story um yeah. like, like I look at Fakpov and look at that as that could be a, a that could be a whole comic omnibus and it would be wonderful Mhm um, yeah just grab some obscure character that you know and just do
0: something yeah. Shakti in the three ways she
2: dies
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I I love the yeah, we have a very specific question that we want answered, mm. and we have a very direct way we can give you an answer. And if we can make it tie into anything else, fine. But he, you're going to primarily get this one-shot issue to get the answer that the fan base wants to know. Yeah, And that's that's cool with me. I think that that's what they kind of ought to serve for. Or like, like you're mentioning, the... Um, you know, the give us a random side character that's like, oh, hey, and here's a a random story fleshed out that you didn't know you needed but ended up being one of your favorites. Mm. Like that's that's cool. I, I think it gives them a really good opportunity to explore. Um, and because they're not having to commit to a you know a even a five issue limited series, it gives them an opportunity to just try something and see what sticks. Yeah, and like- if it takes fire, then then do something yeah. with
2: it. It's like if we weren't going to get a post revenge kenobi story much like the one we've just read like like i can think of a one yeah. shot right now from qui-gon's perspective of seeing his padawan struggle and then at the end of that yeah. issue qui-gon talks to him like you, you can do yeah. like just all different things with the one shots yeah how about you it doesn't overstate welcome <laughs> yeah
1: patrick how about you do you like the the one shot idea the concept oh
0: Uh, right now, I'm still indifferent to it. Like if I find a character that I'm really wanting to, you know, learn a little more or like have like a just some random story about them, that's that'd be interesting. I'll read it, but I'm I'm very indifferent toward it.
1: Cool, fair enough, fair enough. Well, boys, this was a long one. This was fun. I I really enjoyed getting to talk comics. It's different for us, Uh, but glad to do it. Thank you to Alexander and to Chris, uh, who was here shortly and had to bounce. Um, for all of you listening on Patreon, um, thanks for tuning in. Um, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for participating in the Conjure Book Club. and um, We'll be back next week to talk through Age of Republic Heroes and the special. Um, in the meantime, you can find me, Timothy, on Twitter and Discord at underscore T. Guthrie. Adam is at Darkstar AU, and Patrick is on Discord at Mac11. If you want to help support the show, head on over to com. look up Age of Republic, click the Amazon link on the profile. It'll keep us on the air and help us produce some more awesome content. You will find links to Age of Republic and January's book, Light of the Jedi, in the show notes. Head on over to Patreon as well um, to vote for what book you want to happen in February. If you'd like to help us out more directly you can contribute um, on patreon whether monthly or annually and also pick up some merch at utini.com forward slash merch a special thank you to sally and chris eilerson kyle hickman elizabeth cloutier and our very own freddie c on our alliance high command patreon tier and cheryl bell patrick ortiz and our new jedi high council member carl sander um, for their amazing support shout out to adam and patrick for podcasting with me today may the force be with you everyone